What's up, guys? Thanks for listening in again on The Shetler Show. This week we had Mike Gerard on to discuss preparing for the 9th Annual Central Mass Skate Festival. Uh, we also talked about his recent trip to Europe to help run World Cup longboard racing. Uh, we learned what split boards were. Um, we talked about a ton more. Um, if you live in the area, come out to the Central Mass Skate Festival, August 3rd through 5th. Um, there's going to be a street course, a mini ramp for regular skateboarding, and then for longboarding they do a downhill event, free rides, slide jam, and a big air event. Um, Mike really busts his ass to put this whole thing together, so if you live in the area, be sure to definitely come check it out. Um, and also, if you're listening on iTunes, where you included links in the description, where you can check out his website at skatecentralma.com, that's got all the info that you'd need to know about the event, um, and a link to their Instagram. Um, and then also, before we uh, get into the episode, just want to give you a quick update on what we got going on. Um, Saturday, September 8th, 2018, we're going to be hosting the All I Need Fall Brawl Contest at the Edge Indoor Skate Park in Taunton, Massachusetts. Um, there's three divisions, 14 and under, 15 and over, and a ladies' jam. Um, so definitely be sure if you're in the Taunton MA area, definitely come out because it's going to be a fun day. Um, then also definitely just be sure to check out our social media, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at All I Need Skate. Got clickable links if you're listening on iTunes. Um, the best way to support the Shetler Show is to subscribe, comment, and rate us on iTunes. So we get to, we got a link in the description as well. Um, and we also got a link for shops who uh, want to carry and support All I Need products uh, through Eastern Skate Supply. Um, that's where we're available. And finally, just be sure to check out our online skate shop at allineedskate.com. Um, yeah, that's it, guys. All right, enjoy the episode. I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Board today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> but, yeah. Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah that admiration or the, the affirmation. Real. Recognize real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. First, say hi to the intern. What's up? What's up? How you doing? Good, man. How's it going? Good. Can you come in? You come with uh, Anthony? Yeah, I'll be there. Fuck yeah. Dude, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Hell yeah. All right, so I guess how we'll start this off, Mike, is maybe give me a rundown of what you've been up to leading up to your event. Sure. So, um... Preparing for the ninth annual Central Mass Skate Festival, which is the first event I ever organized. Um, recently, I've, I've been involved in some other events. So I'm on the board of the International Downhill Federation, which is like the governing body for worldwide downhill skateboard and luge racing. Nice. So I actually 
Yeah, I just got back from two and a half weeks in Europe where I was a representative for a couple of World Cup and qualifier events there. And we just we set up like the timing system, we do the rankings, we um, do some of the like publicity and so that was rad. Wait, Very for the luge? For downhill skateboarding and luge, yeah. And then it's in the Olympics? Uh not yet. I mean maybe I mean skateboarding's gonna be in the Olympics. They're they're expressing some interest in having skateboard racing. Which would be cool, but that's still like uh, uncertainty, and it would be in the future, you know, yeah. down the road. So, so we'll see if 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 they decide they are interested. Then, I mean, I think it's maybe even better suited for like because it's objective. You know, there's a start line, a finish line, a timing system. Like it's objective. There's no judging. There's no tricks to decide what's cooler than what. I think that's one of the the main points of resistance of having skateboarding in the Olympics is. How do judges decide whose style is better? How do you rank style against um, trick technicality? I mean, is it going to go the same way as snowboarding, where it's like spin to win, who can do a triple cork fourteen forty? <laughs> Whereas with what with downhill racing, it's it's like there's none of that subjectivity. It's just like who crosses the finish line first. Plus, there's a lot of crashes. It's crazy high speed racing. People are going sixty miles an hour plus on a skateboard or luge <laughs> so yeah i think it would be i think that would be cool um but yeah i'm involved as a volunteer with the international downhill federation so I've, I've been starting to go to more events on their behalf and then organizing my central mass skate festival uh as well as continuing my sales rep work for protech um spy optic loaded boards orangutan wheels paris trucks and then my winter brands uh, so jones snowboards yes snowboards and now bindings Nice. And how was your trip? Trip was epic. I mean, really incredible races. These were like some of the craziest high-speed technical tracks. The Europe seemed super strong. So like the event in Kozakov in the Czech Republic was a 10th year and like 10th annual event. And they had 242 people racing. So it was a massive turnout, like epic, just scenery the track the quality of racing like it was all very in- impressive um like i've plenty of experience of my own but seeing a, a a race of that scale like they go crazy big too like they have a a massive tent like something you'd see at a wedding and be like that's a that's a gigantic tent like they, they go they go big there's like flooring and djs that play every night there's like it's basically like a music festival with also food trucks and side party tents and massage tents it's just like crazy how well produced it is that's um, sick so that was rad and then the event before that was in Romania which was a newer event but heaviest track I've ever seen in my life and you get back to the top in this gondola like this sick high speed ski resort style gondola and it goes over the track so as after you finish your run you get back in the Gandhi and you can just look out the glass and see these people coming down like whipping down this road oh that's a trip um, it was a trip so that was really cool and it was in the middle of nowhere rural Romania which was also just like a cool cultural experience yeah um, were you just crashing in ho- what hotels and stuff during the event the, the organizers put us up like since we're there on behalf of the IDF they provide us with lodging and uh, in between the events um, I've stayed at like a mixture of Airbnbs and um, stayed with my uncle in Vienna. I got to cho- do a little tourism in between the two events. So I got to see like Budapest, Bratislava, um, Vienna, and Timisoara. So that was all just like 
hostel, Airbnb, um, and then with my uncle. So that was pretty rad. Very cool experience. That's awesome. And then you get back here and you just get to gun it on your event. Yeah, that was the only thing that made Europe a little stressful is I had to come home and immediately like hammer out you know the last bit of preparation for Central Mass. So yeah. I tried to stay on top of my work when I was traveling, but it's definitely been chaos since I got back. Like organized chaos. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. So it's gonna be on Friday. I'm hyped because we're gonna hit that. And then, uh, like, me and the whole crew are going to hit that, and then we're going to go up to Maine to Robstock. Yeah, Robstock looks sick. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that, I mean, people already up in Maine might not want to drive both ways, but, like, since my event's Friday for the mini ramp and street course, like, people who want to hit both can hit both. They don't, like, directly conflict. It's just a matter of making the drive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to have a similar format to last year. Um, we've got that mini ramp that we built last year with um, Narbear. Um, that worked out super nice. We actually just set it up a couple weeks ago at Friendly Gathering. They rented it from us, so we sort of got some practice um, assembling it. And uh, street course, <coughs> mostly the same sort of ramps, rails. Like, you know, we got that little rainbow rail, pole jam, the little bank, like, grind boxes, um, the, the, the kicker, the wedge, um, also, you know, some flat bars, a little grind bench, just, like, mixed around kind of old-school-style flat ground jam and then the mini-ramp jam. So, yeah, the idea is start the day around 11 a.m., let people kind of open skate, check in, get their wristbands, sign waivers, start super mellow. Uh, the DJ will start playing, you know, 11, 11.30. And then once people have had a chance to warm up, check in, um, start skating a bit, and um, then we'll then we'll sort of go, I think, kind of feature by feature with best trick on the street course, and then we'll move over to the mini ramp jam. Nice, yeah. Last year was awesome. Uh, and you're gonna do mini ramp on the first day, and then the second day is the downhill. Yeah. So here, I'm gonna actually, I'm just gonna walk cool. and talk. I guess I'm getting a poor internet. Can you still hear me? All right. Yeah, I can hear you. Um, so yeah, so the plan is Friday is the mini ramp jam. Saturday we keep the mini ramp and the street course uh, open. So there's no competition on the mini or the street course on Saturday. But if if anyone is signed up and they want to like skate for fun with no pressure, no contest, whatever, um, they can skate that. It'll be open non-competitively, nice. and then. Um, the race will be going on. It's right close by, so like the shuttle, the shuttle for the race is maybe a hundred feet from the mini ramp. So people can kind of like hang around, skate the ramp, and then when it's their time to like skate their heats, they can walk over to the shuttle bus and, and start skating the hill. Nice. And how many years is this now? Nine years. Damn. This is the night. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually already announced that next year Central Mass Ten will be the last, the final. Central Mass. Dang, really? That's it? You're going to wrap it at 10? I think I'm going to wrap it at 10. I mean, it's had a, it's had a really good run. Um, I've learned a lot. I've enjoyed it immensely. I've, I've like, it's transformed my, my, you know, it's been life-changing, and it's transformed my, my sort of, like, career trajectory, but um, I feel like we sort of, like, max, not maxed out, but it's... There's no new crazy evolution that I can I can bring to it. Like, I feel like we expanded to the, an ideal format, but at this point, it's it's really hard financially to keep it afloat just because it's so expensive to run. Yeah. Um, 
and the town's requiring more police officers this year, which adds, I mean, they're 60 to 90 bucks an hour per person per day. So between that, um, I used to make my own hay bales. I can't do that anymore because the guy who loans me his equipment is no longer leasing those fields from the town. So that kicks my, that kicks my budget again pretty hard. Um, and the street skate and mini ramp portion of the event is growing, but that portion is really like the entry fee is super low, so it doesn't really fund itself. Um, more of budget comes from the longboard side of the event, and longboard industry has you know, been shrinking consecutive running. So um, I figured rather than have it kind of like fade into, into obsolescence, instead I'll, you know, this year will be will be fun and great. It's still going to be well attended, but then next year, since people know it's the last one, people will come through. People who came, you know, Central Mass two, three, and four, or five, six, and seven, whatever years they came, they'll probably want to like come back for one final hurrah, and then we'll be able to kind of like go out on a, with a bang. Ten years is nothing to laugh at, though. That's fucking pretty legendary. No, no. I mean, I usually people are like, "Oh man, it's going to be over," and I'm like, "Yeah." But I've been doing it for 10 years, and they're like, yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a long time. Um, and I have, you know, I have a, quote, real job. So um, it's hard to, to take so much time away from my real job to do Central Mass when, you know, it's just like i got to balance. i got to juggle all of my, like, proverbial balls in the air and make sure that none of them are, are fucking up the other ones. So it'll be this year. It'll be in the same spot, though Harvard, right? Like right by the town store yep. there. Nice. Yep. So so it's pretty cool. We're like dead center, right in the center of town. It's a small little rural town, beautiful countryside. Um, there's only one. There's no like traffic lights at all. I mean, it's a super rural town, um, but we're in like the dead center. The general store is like the center of operations. That's where we set up the mini ramp and all the vendors. And that building's been there since the 1800s, so it's, it's pretty cool. It's like this juxtaposition between, you know, like pastoral countryside and then hundreds of skaters from all over the country and all over the world, really. So um, it's really, it's a cool setting for an event. Yeah, I had a few people hit me up saying they're going to go already. They were super hyped. Hell yeah, that's great. Yeah, and the mini ramp last year was awesome. I had fun. We'll have a sick crew this Friday, it'll be definitely an epic session, so we'll be rolling through heavy, yeah. so. That's, that's right, so who are you coming out with? We got Kevin's coming, Kevin Clem, Billy Drown, Evan Mancelillo, we got Sammy Skates, Sammy, Sam Kern, do, 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 do. Oh, <laughs> K- KK's actually watching some, is this, yeah, is this Mike's tonight? longboard racing now, this is just oh. a longboard racing Oh, just a, dude, fucking it's belly like slide right there. It's crazy though, dude. <laughs> That's Which a, one are you watching? It's like a Red Bull one. Oh, we're not watching the Central Mass. Pull up a Central Mass. High speed oh, okay. longboard racing. High speed longboard racing. Some yeah, it's funny shit. watching Red Bull try to host their own events because they don't like. <laughs> they've never. They have no experience running skate events, at least not downhill events. So then they're like, "We're going to host a downhill event." And they have no fucking idea how to do it, and they don't reach out to like downhill organizers to coordinate. So yeah, um, they're usually like. Good, good in concept, but like bad in execution. Yeah. Oh shit! Here's your. Shit on that, but, yeah. I feel like they do just hop in wherever they find something that they think's entertaining. <laughs> They're like, all right, let's have yeah. a crazy ass event. Yeah. <laughs> they need to get yeah, the right people like, to help pull it off. Yeah. The people that are embedded, like yeah. like yourself, maybe you know. 
I mean, that's the thing. If they if they don't reach out to the right people and then they host a whack event, the people are like, well, that was shitty. I don't want to go to another one of those. So yeah. I just think it's in, it's in their best interest to be like, cool, we want to do a downhill event. Who hosts downhill events for their career? Let's talk to them and make sure we do it right. Like maybe they have ideas on how to do it, like, you know, how to execute. So, I, I totally agree. How many yeah. days of hail did you have at these things? So it depends. So Central Mass about three hundred fifty. Damn. Which I yeah three fifty, and that's the least. So I also run a downhill World Cup at Killington, and we use a thousand hay bales for that. Holy shit! Then, a thousand? What are you yeah. just fucking raking for years, dude? Just raking all day for that. <laughs> dude, we have to like it's it's taken a while to find the right suppliers because most most even like farms that make hay they don't have that many like they'll be like cool how many bales you need a uh, thousand they're like shit well we, we have 200 and we gotta you know, cut finally I, yeah we I gotta go cut like we gotta go farm. cut 60 acres of fucking shit <laughs> yeah. just to get you a thousand bales oh yeah, uh, I mean, scooter rider i found someone who, who has a lot of land and basically if i tell them i need a, a, a thousand bales and then they'll just mow that many extra fields because like they wouldn't normally need that many yeah um so it's it's good and then i i bring it back in one of the original downhill events in central new york called gravity fest and we'll use about a, uh 750 for that that is gnarly how do you someone just brings them in a truck and you just fucking get the pitchfork and like pretty much yeah we meet them <laughs> so when they gnarly. you know we we coordinate the time like tomorrow this guy's coming at 10 30 a.m We'll show up with our trucks, he'll show up with his, we'll transfer all the hay from his truck into ours, and then we'll start dropping it all on the racetrack. Um, the one up in Killington is nice. They have this crazy truck that has like a moving conveyor belt floor. Like the entire 18-wheeler tractor-trailer truck has like a moving floor. So instead Damn. of having to walk all the way in and like carry every single hay bale from the guts of the truck all the way out, it just like poops them out of the back, which is <laughs> super convenient. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. So, little turn cutter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we've still got to like we still got to stack them and then redistribute them with our own trucks, and that takes all day. But um, yeah, you, I mean, you're gnarly, Mike. You're a gnarly dude. <laughs> it's a lot dude, of you need the bales. It's it's a sometimes. It, I mean, we just had there was a crash in the finals at this event in Czech Republic. And this dude hit a signpost, like a road sign post, oh. going like 50, 55 miles an hour, like flat out. And luckily he hit the one hay bale that was at the base of the signpost. Because if, if there were no bale there, I, I'm almost certain he'd be paralyzed or dead. Like uh, it's, it's pretty, he it's pretty he heavy. Gnarly. Yeah, that, that's a risk when you're going that fast, too. What were you saying? I remember last time yeah. you were telling me, how fast are they hitting, you think? So at Central Mass... <laughs> The nice thing with the course is it's like it's if someone's a super advanced high skill racer it's easy for them but it's still fun because you can ride it with a big pack and like do draft trains and like dick around um but then it's slow enough that if you're it's your first time racing you're not gonna like you know smash yourself into a tree and die so nice. it's probably 35 to low 40s maximum speed smooth pavement like nice and wide no crazy corners you don't have to know how to power slide or, or like do a shutdown slide or anything so um it's pretty friendly whereas like killington the event i host there the top speed last year was 69 miles an hour on a skateboard 83 on luge so Dude. less beginner friendly yeah but even 30 is fucking sketchy on a skateboard you know like 
To, for sure, yeah. You're going fast. How's the ride out on these hills? Is it just a straight ride out so you don't have to, like, you can lose speed? So central mass, yes. If you don't know how to do a, a shutdown slide, it's an uphill run out. So, like, you naturally come to a stop. The hill's big enough that you'll never make it all the way back up to the top. Yeah. Whereas Killington, you have to know how to do, you have to know how to put on the brakes from full speed. I mean, the, the All right, so we cut out, but we were just talking about downhill and we're talking yes. about 30 miles per hour and I, you were saying something about stopping what were you saying like a, like are you just talking about power slides when you stop at the bottom or yeah so like at central mass if you don't know you like power slides because it's an uphill run out but at, at an event like killington or gravity fest um yeah you need to know how to do a power slide like basically you're wearing slide gloves with a hard plastic puck on the palm and then you intentionally do a big like pendulum slide to just get the wheels out until you kill all your speed and then come to a stop. Because you're flying, so you can just put your arms out and whatnot. It just keeps yeah. sliding. Like for the Killington height, like the hairpin, you're coming in almost 70 miles an hour into a hairpin corner. So you, like people bomb the straight, like speed tucking to go as fast as they can, and then they kind of like air brake for a second and then throw a, I don't know, 200 foot like power slide. To slow down enough to make it around the corner. Fuck, that sounds fun. <laughs> it's super fun. It's like, it's the craziest shit you've ever done. Oh, Kevin pulled up the video from, this is last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, that mini ramp yeah. was super fun. Dude, that guy was so little. Remember the fucking little kid? There was the tiniest kid. Yeah. Was, like, I think it was eight years old or seven years old or something like that. And he was shredding, too. Good style. Shredding. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um... Yeah, 30, 30 miles per hour. I don't know, dude. I'd have to power slide and hopefully not eat shit when I'm power sliding, I feel like. But they got... Uh, you, you'd be fine. Yeah, you think? I don't even know how, the, mean, what the fastest is I've ever gone. I mean, for sure people are not bombing the hill on, like, Indy 139s with loose-ass bushings and, like, street wheels. They're doing it on, you know, wider trucks that are made for more stability. They have big bushings, like... Um, they're, they're not running them super tight because that's actually, like, counterproductive, but definitely not, like, sloppy loose, like, you know, pick up the street skateboard and you're, like, jingling the trucks around because they're so slack loose. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, the, you know, the equipment's more specialized for it, but I'm sure if we talk, maybe we should do that. If you can stick around for Saturday, we'll throw you on a downhill board, <laughs> push, push you down the hill and see how you go. You're trying to go out with a bang, man. You're gonna... <laughs> yeah, dude. Send me down. <laughs> they actually did a pretty cool. The Olympic Channel did a video recently with um, <laughs> Emily Pross, who's a like top women's racer in the world, and I forget who the street skater was, but they basically brought him out to some canyon hills in Malibu and tried to teach him how to power slide and downhill, and um, it was pretty entertaining because he could not figure out how to slide the board because you're used to riding these tiny, you know, 100A super narrow street wheels. All of a sudden, you're on like a 78A super soft, extremely wide contact patch, like grippy wheel. And it's just like, it's so hard to learn how to skid those out because you need to put so much effort into the slide. Yeah, I'm riding like softer wheels. The last pair of wheels I put on were a little softer than I was used to. And I've just been a little sketched on my power size because I'm not, I'm not sure how to full throttle it. Yeah. Well, you can like, it's cool because with a softer wheel, you can slow down more effectively, but it, you can also hook up way more violently. Like, if you do a shitty slide <laughs> on a soft wheel, it's going to send you, like, flying onto the pavement. Have you ever had, like, an injury at your event with that? Um, 
Definitely, yeah, a lot of <laughs> minor, a lot of minor injuries. Okay. Um, we the worst we've had, like we've gotten pretty lucky, and we're we're really careful with like the safety precautions, and we have an ambulance squad on site, so most things get treated like immediately on site. It's mostly road rash, but we've definitely had like broken wrist, broken collarbone, a few dislocated shoulders, a couple concussions, but honestly, all said and done, like. Not as bad as you'd expect for how many people eat shit. Like, it is, especially Sunday on the slide jam, where, like, the race, everyone's bombing the hill, trying not to fall, trying to go fast and win their heats. The slide jam is just this ultra-steep hill with, like, ramps down the upper part of it, so it's like a downhill skate park, but then it gets twice as steep, and people are just doing as big and crazy and, like, technical of power slide tricks as they can do. So, kids are going 45 miles an hour into a you know, like toe side, stand up slide on super soft wheels. Like it's super. They get buck when they mess up. Like Dude, they the, get damn those they fucking get slapped. Wheels. Yeah, he, they're going around the corner like fully like uh, power slid out. Like, the toe slide, front yeah. side toe slide. Yeah, look at that. Whoa, that's the longest power. Literally, slide what you were just describing came up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just, that like, is so gnarly. Dude, and if you if you like put too much weight downhill, it's like catching an edge on a snowboard. But instead of snow, it's pavement. Oh, <laughs> you just get pitched yeah. into yeah. fucking you get, you get absolutely brutalized. So yeah, it's pretty it's pretty entertaining to watch. Dude. And most people just go away with a little bit of road rash and nothing too gnarly. I feel like I should get a leather jacket and get going, and then lay back on the jacket and just get the sparks. Dude. Spark alerts. <laughs> Rob Stock might, might mess up your schedule, but if you ever, maybe next year, if you guys could come on Sunday, I think you'd get a kick out of the slide jam because, like, there's a big air ramp. Like, we do, we end the day. So after we finish, like, the slide jam, which is a judged contest, and then we do a biggest slide, which is everyone huddles down at the bottom of the hill and everyone goes as fast as they can and does the biggest slide. And whoever goes the farthest, like, wins, which yeah. is just an absolute, like, slam factory. <laughs> and then, and then, after that, we go to the top of the hill for the big air, so everyone's just hucking it off of this, like, pretty sweet, it's like a launch ramp with a flat top and then a rolled landing. So if you mess up, it's not super gnarly, but at the end, we basically, like, we keep pushing the landing pad further and further, like, it becomes a gap jump. Sketchy. And if you're not making it to the knuckle, you're, like, basically out. So it, it whittles itself down naturally to, like, whoever's still able to clear the knuckle, and it's just like a tunnel of people on both sides, and <laughs> definitely the people who know how to ollie at high speed have a, have an advantage because it's like it's so funny. It's like the longboard kids versus the skate kids. The longboarders are just fucking sending it early, grabbing as far <laughs> as they can, and then the skate the kids who know how to like ollie fast are like popping super high and like tweaking out grabs. So it's like a it's a funny like. Usually it's one versus the other at the end. Both styles can make it pretty far. One of them just looks a lot cooler. Kevin pulled up the video of you guys moving the ramp apart in the yeah, launch. There's yeah, a yeah. got a rollerblader doing some flips in that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he just dude, the last couple of years, like out of nowhere, they don't they're not they don't show up at all. And then at the end, like a, a, a rollerblader and a scooter kid just like come out of the woodwork for the big air and just I'm like, fuck. I mean, they paid to register. I guess go for it. And then they do cool. <laughs> They do cool enough shit that I'm like, all right, well, everyone seems to love it, so fine, go for it. You're in. Express yourself. Yeah. <laughs> do a flip. You're in. All right. So. Do you remember? Do you remember what the initial spark was to start the first Central Mass? For sure. Yeah. So, so I 
growing up in Harvard, it's like a super hilly town. I mean, we've got like hardcore road cyclists who who bike out, who live in Boston, who bike to Harvard every weekend to train on the hills. Like it's really gnarly, um, like no flat surfaces, all big hills, um, no local skate parks. And so I, I had started skateboarding with my buddies when I was like 12 skateboards just sticking around their driveway hitting a little plastic kicker and a flat bar and like it was fun but it's like it kind of gets old and none of us were old enough to drive and our parents didn't want to drive us 20 minutes to the closest skate park so one, one of their yeah it's like uh, it's the worst so one of our <laughs> friends older brothers got a, a longboard and was just like cruising down these hills which are just surrounding us and we we're like shit well we know we like to skate and that looks fun so then we got boards started bombing hills, like, no helmet, just, like, pintails, flip-flops, like, you know, just being dumbasses, and then, um, and then we saw this company, Loaded, came out with these videos where it's, like, a trick tip series, where if you learned 10 tricks, they released one trick tip every week, but for 10 weeks, and if you learned all 10 and you filmed yourself doing it, you made a video, put it on a YouTube channel, and submitted it by a deadline, you got 150 bucks off and their completes are like 300 bucks so it was a pretty big incentive so hell yeah so that kind of gave me the spark to start learning tricks filming videos and then I started enjoying that so I started making more videos just like around my local hills for fun and a lot of people on YouTube were like where are those hills can I come skate like what's what are your spots like the hype was real the hype was real yeah people were hyped and and I wanted to like accommodate these people and show them my spots, but also I didn't want to like send the addresses to my precious local hills to some randos and have them like blow them out and get, you know, break their face off on a, on a, like someone's mailbox and then like all of a sudden skateboarding's illegal in the town. So, so I wanted it to be like safe and controlled. I was running my own little landscaping company also, so I was super busy and couldn't just like meet up with randos from the internet. Uh, I didn't really want to in the first place anyway, so. <laughs> I was going to say, I like that you're open to it, but. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm not against it necessarily, but like, how can we make this communally focused and not weird and have it be in a way that's like legit that the town's not going to frown upon? So I was like, all right, why don't we just, instead of meeting up with a bunch of strangers from the internet, which doesn't sound that cool, why don't I talk to the town and figure out how do I close a road? What do I need to do to get a permit? Like, wh- how do I do this legit so that it's all above board, like legal, copacetic? And just like showed up to a board of selectmen meeting and was like, hey, I'm 19 and how do I do this? And they told me like, you know, you need to have police detail, you need to have an ambulance, you need to have insurance that meets this level and you need to show overwhelming resident support. So I literally made a petition and went door to door across the whole, every house on the race hill saying, this is what I want to do, are you in support, you know, your road would be closed for this many hours, and um, if you're okay with that, sign the petition, and everyone universally signed it, except for the last guy, he was a dick, but whatever. Um, like <laughs> what was his grievance? Guys, what was his grievance? He was like, no, it sounds inconvenient, and I was like, well, honestly, this guy's like in the center of town, it's, doesn't even, it's not even on the race course, it's after it. I was like, you're not going to have any we're not closing your part of the road. I'm just asking, this is just doing you a favor. And he was like, no, not into it. And I was like, God damn it. We just skipped your house. So, but I got like 30 out of 31 abutters signed this thing. I went back to the board of select man with my insurance and my petition and 
you know, police detail and all that stuff lined up, and they were like, all right, well, we didn't think you'd pull it together, but you did, so here, sure, close the road, and we'll see how it goes, and then that was the first event. It was nine years ago. We had, like, 45 people came out. Everyone had a good time. It was, it was just a one-day event, um, but it was successful enough that I was like, shit, that was cool. Like, I want to do that again. Was, then, it, was it skating? Was it mini ramp and downhill or just downhill? No. I didn't have any money to, like, build ramps or anything. So it was just a downhill race and then a slide jam and then a freestyle contest with just, like, flat ground, like, you know, 70s-style, like, basketball court. Who can do, like, the coolest little, like, wheelie manual, like, shove-it tricks? You know, just, like, it was very low-key, low-budget. All the um, And all the internet people showed up. Yeah, all the internet people showed up. <laughs> and then the... The publicity from the first year was, like, sufficient that more people got interested. The next year had, like, 100-something people and then 200-something. And then the fourth year we expanded to a two-day format where we had a slide jam on Sunday on a different hill because it's just a way better, like, way steeper, cooler hill for that type of skating. And then the fifth year I expanded three days. I rented the mini ramp. I made my own, like, ramps for the street course. And then, so since Central Mass 5, it's been a three-day format, and it's been kind of just like, ever since then, I've just been trying to perfect it, like, have the best selection of ramps that I can afford and maintain, um, have the smoothest downhill race, the best, you know, like, kind of like caliber of talent, people skating, but also never forget that the whole, like, value of this is that it's accommodating and welcoming to newer riders. So, like, try to appeal to every skill level. Like, you could come in, super super fresh never have been to an event before and have a blast and then you can come in as a 10 year veteran who's won world cups in fucking Romania <laughs> and Czech Republic and still have a good time and then you could be a ramp skater who hates longboarding or thinks that they do for some reason and then still have fun on Friday and you know it's like I'm pretty happy with the amount of co-mingling like I think you can vouch for it like even people who never touch a longboard can come through on Friday and have fun. And maybe they'll laugh at the dude in the weird, like, super longboard trying to, like, sack himself on the rainbow rail. But there's no, like, animosity. Everyone's just trying to have a fun time, skate ramps, have, you know, like, be entertained and hang out. They don't do it like we do it. Yeah, no, their longboards are gay. It's like, God oh, damn, there's a lot of stupid, unnecessary like conflict I see over that argument is, is silly it's like just have fun on a skateboard less more do you think less yeah. more now, less more nowadays maybe less more it's been I think there's respect especially seeing like the um, you know like the love letters to skateboarding seeing some grosso parts like shouting out explicitly the hardcore downhill dudes that are going really? 70 miles an hour like bombing hills doing crazy shit like power sliding san francisco hills twice as fast as anyone has ever done it on a street skateboard like there's i think some more mutual respect there's still definitely you know the longboard police instagram there's all that that type of like poking fun at the kids who are kooks who are just like you know giving longboarding a bad name but i think at the same time there's respect for the people who do it like i don't know more with with talent like it's a different kind of skill 
Yeah, there's like the actual, there's like the casual person that gets into skateboarding and they get a longboard because they're like, yeah, this is easy to ride compared to someone who's like in those videos we were just watching doing those like right. power slides around those corners. It's a whole different thing, different breeds. Totally, yeah. it's a different ball game. And I mean, there's there's a ton of kids who skate downhill races who also cr- like crush it in the skate park. Like there are people who are very well rounded who can ride seventy miles an hour and then ride transition. Like crush a half pipe, like grind street rails, and you know it's just like, why not be good at every type of skateboarding? Yeah, it's sick, man. I went on a surf trip one time. All these, these dudes, Ben Gravy, shout out, what up, Lucas, what up? Uh, we went on a surf trip and they could all skate, and I was like, this is sick. They're skating yeah. too, you know, like kind of tripped me out a little bit because I didn't anticipate that because I was right. the only skateboarder I was like I'll just come and surf with you guys or whatever like I'm not I'm not even that good of a I'm not even that strong of a swimmer but fuck it uh, I somehow kept up with them but uh, they all came to the skate park and all shredded with me too it's sick yeah man it's cool there's like definitely some triple threat people too the guys who are like super talented snowboarders surfers and skaters and they're just like man that's like the dream just to be good on every type of board doesn't matter whether it's frozen water, liquid water, pavement, <laughs> like they just they crush it anywhere and it's I that's like the dream for me. Yeah, nice. <laughs> do I, d- I still I still stuck suck at surfing and I'm not that good at skating like street, but you know, I at least enjoy every type of board sport and I, I yeah, why not why not cater to every to every discipline? I was gonna ask you that. Do you do do you do your hail? Do you get in there? Uh, a little bit, yeah. So I, I can't, like, I, I have to focus on running the event, so I have to send all the race heats and, and like, manage the brackets, but I, I figured out a way to at least get to skate once per round, where, like, every round I send all the race heats, and then at the very end, I skate down as, like, the chase person, like, the very last person, so the buses know not to leave until I get on the bus, and that way we avoid having people, like, miss the bus because they went to go to the bathroom and then all of a sudden it leaves and they miss their heat like it's it's sort of a good way to sweep the course and for me to also get to skate a bit um but yeah i'm not it's definitely a secondary thing it's not like my events are for other people to skate i don't i don't i don't really get to skate all that much but that's okay with me is there any footage of you doing this stuff online that's what i'm curious yeah yeah for sure i mean um what do we type in that's what i'm wondering (laughs) I just posted a raw run actually on I think I posted it just on Facebook but if you search like Mike Gerard Killington raw run nice. um, I think it's on the MG events Facebook page I hope that's where I uploaded it so um, that's that's some footage that's actually from a couple of years ago but I just posted it recently for the first time um, you just search Mike Gerard on YouTube, I mean, there's definitely going to be some kooky shit from when I was like 16 years old, but probably nice. some also some more recent stuff. <laughs> you um, you snowboard too? I do. Is... I don't have like any snowboard edits, but I I work in the snowboard industry and I I love snow. I think that's like the most fun you can have on on a board. Um, is just like riding pow and some you know like tight glades or big mountain riding. Like that's still just. It's hard to match that. What's that the, what's that? What's what's the difference between Big Mountain and what you say? Well, just like in the New England, there's like a lot of glades, like really glades. tight trees, where you're basically like slaloming through trees, um, kind of off trail, ungroomed terrain. I really like that. And then Big Mountain, like out west, <coughs> Lake Tahoe area, or uh, we had our sales meeting out in Austria, in the Austrian Alps, just like up on a big glacier. So 
that's that's like a whole different level because you're above tree line, just like sending it super fast down steep steep grade on deep snow, and that's just super fun. Gnarly, yeah, that sounds sick. It's super sick. You ever worried about getting lost? <laughs> um, oh shit, honestly, getting yeah, no, getting lost. So I've been getting more into splitboarding. I work for Jones Snowboards. Um, they're the number one splitboard brand in the world. What is that? Brand. I don't even know what you said. So a splitboard is a snowboard <laughs> that you cut down the middle the long way. Yeah. And Skis. basically, you can turn it into um, just to, it, when it's when it's split in half, it's just for going uphill. And you have these skins that you stick to the bottom. They're like glue on one side and this one directional like fur on the other side. Which basically allows you to glide forward, but it doesn't. It doesn't backslide. Nice. So you so, can gain progress, but you won't lose it. Right. Yeah. So they're like the key to the backcountry because you don't have to have chairlifts. You don't have to have anything. You don't have to use snowshoes. You just split the board in half, put your skins on. You skin up the mountain. You have to have these special bindings that like rotate parallel so that you can climb like you're on touring skis. And then when you get to the top, you peel the skins off. You snap the board back together. You rotate the bindings back to ride mode sideways, and then you snowboard down whatever beautiful, untouched, you know, terrain, like Powday, backcountry, whatever it is. Like, you, I, you can even just take them up a groomer on at a resort, but get first tracks, like, if you're just trying to get some exercise. So, it's, it's that's pretty rad. But if you decide to splitboard in the backcountry, like, I had a crazy mission up Big J at J Peak, um, kind of like side country this winter, and Man, once you lose the skin trail, there's like, there's no trail markers. You're not on marked trails, and there's no existing skin track to follow. So you're just kind of like, well, I have my map, I have my eyes, I have a compass, and let's do this. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Let's hopefully not crash and get hurt because then no one's gonna know where we are. So you kind of have to prepare for that. You can like, there's some hardcore backcountry like beacons and locating devices and you know like distress signals so you can you can still keep it pretty legit and limit your risk but it's definitely like stepping into the unknown a bit yeah that seems amazing to me though because like it's, it's like connect you probably don't have everything on you, you do you you don't have yeah. your fo- you don't have your phone on you do you dude it's so it's so nice you can like completely unplug disconnect you walk up this mountain usually early in the morning but you can also do it at night. Like that's the beauty. You can do it. You don't have to do it during business hours that the ski resort is running. Like sunrise, sunset, middle of the day, whatever. Like hike up the mountain. It's super serene. It's definitely a workout. But like you're out in nature, you know, getting in touch with the earth. <laughs> you're getting <laughs> fucking hippie. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're you're bonding with Mother Nature. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then you get to the top and you change over and then you shred some epic. You know, pal, or, or whatever. Pal. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely a special experience. I tried snowboarding once, and I had so much fun, but I was going way faster than I should have, you know, because, like, for whatever reason, and uh, I kept slamming a lot, and then I got stuck, yeah. I got stuck under the fucking, the ski lifts, and some dude was spitting at me from the ski lift. Ah. Uh, yeah, that was... I don't want that. But besides that, it was really fun. Like, I was bombing down the hill. I couldn't quite get power slides or, like, carving or whatever. Yeah. Sometimes I use that in my skate lessons as a reference. Like, I'm like, you want your feet to cover the width of the board so you can lean into your toes and heels, 
the car right. kind of like you're on a snowboard, you know? Like exactly. Yeah, heels. Yeah, there's and toes. definitely there's definitely overlap between the two. It's it's a little weird trying to learn how to like carve like you were saying because the edges are way more <coughs> like temperamental than wheels. Yeah. You know, you can kind of like turn skateboard trucks. They're very intuitive. They just follow whatever pressure you're using with your feet and whatever how you're leaning. Yeah. Whereas with a board, you have to like really deliberately get it up on edge. So, and if you're sloppy with it. In transition, you can get totally screwed just because, like, if you don't pay attention, you'll just catch the wrong edge and then go flying. Yeah. So, good times, um, then. Good times. But, but once you get past that, like, once you figure out the basics, it's, it's man, it's so fun. Yeah. Have you have you ever had a gnarly injury from uh, surfing or downhilling? I um, mean, uh, snowboarding, I, sorry. Snowboarding. <laughs> I definitely have had some recurring injuries. Like, I dislocated my shoulder and broke my wrist um snowboarding and well this the shoulder was like i injured it skateboarding and snowboarding i just kept re-dislocating it (laughs) Um, until i finally had to get surgery because i fully like severed the tendon in my shoulder um the wrist i broke and i didn't want to get surgery so i like skated a whole year like raced the whole downhill circuit with this broken um bone in my wrist and then got surgery for that Gnarly. Uh, I got I knocked myself out once, like trying to learn front boards, like front boards on a snowboard, which is just, I mean, they're hard on skateboards, obviously, but same thing on a snowboard. Like if you lean too far forward, you just wash out and smash my face on the rail. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, all in all, I can't complain too much. Like I don't have any super life-changing injuries; just small stuff that's fixable. Yeah, that's good. The wrist seems like that would bother me because that takes forever. Very, you know? It's very annoying, and it, it it the surgery succeeded, but now I still managed to re-injure the same wrist in a slightly different location, and I'm like, oh, damn it. son like, of a bitch, son of a bitch, <laughs> you know. And I don't notice it until I'm like carrying these heavy ass ramps out of storage and <laughs> trying to trying to hold all this weight, and I'm like, oh my wrist. <laughs> Have you ever won any contests? Um, back in the day when it was like super early days of the downhill scene and, and, uh, there were like little community events. I like podiumed at a couple kind of like, you know, 20, 30 person nice. downhill races or, or like would, would like won a, a couple long slide contests, but nothing super big. Like I never pursued the hardcore competitive side of it. I got involved. I invested myself early on the like organizing side and on the like the sales rep side so kind of like to continue succeeding at that i couldn't spend all my time competing because i had to like build my own you know events and i sort of chose to to try to build up the community and put my effort into that um instead of just traveling around spending all my money like trying to get better at racing yeah but that's cool at least you won some <laughs> yeah I mean yeah I, I, that was fun and like I, I definitely raced a couple of years like tried to hit as many North American races as I could and that was a really cool experience nice. um, I didn't have any hopes of like podiuming because there are people who are just really really ridiculously good I mean it would be like some dude who skates casually showing up to like you know like some heavy street contest and like obviously you don't have a hope but like if you can land some tricks you're stoked <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I always get nervous. Like, whenever it comes to competing, I get, like, nervous. Even though I go into it, always, I'm like, yeah, I want to do, like, te- I want to try to do, like, the best I can do. It's not a big deal. Like, just yeah. ride. Don't get nervous. 
it makes me more nervous. <laughs> it's impossible to not get nervous, especially like racing. I mean, you're at the starting line, you're marching closer and closer because each heat ahead of you is going, and then all of a sudden you're on the line. There's this like beat start thing. Like there's so much tension that builds up. Right when I shit my sudden, pants, right there. That's right when yeah. I shit. Yeah, <laughs> and then like four people all push off the start line all at the same time, and it's elimination style. So the first two who finish advance. The, the third and fourth place get knocked out. So it's like there's a lot of pressure, and it, man, it's just like it's such a crazy adrenaline. Like even just sitting on the starting line, your adrenaline's already pounding. And yeah. Then, and you're just in like fight or flight mode until you cross the finish line. Yeah, this stuff's in. This stuff is crazy. What's he laying down on the skateboard? <laughs> yeah, street luge. Street luge. <laughs> this is what you were just checking out, Mike. Uh, well, the street luge is that's like one of the first, like the original gravity sports. You know, like Biker Sherlock. Uh, Who's Biker was, Sherlock? He was, he was like one of the X Games dudes back when street luge was in the X Games. Oh, okay. Um, he was like one of the original extreme sport like icons. But since then, downhill skateboarding's gotten way bigger. Luge is like has maybe one-tenth the number of people, but they're still, like, an important little niche sub-community, so... Yeah. Almost every downhill event, <laughs> there's, like, the down, there's the open skate division, and then there's the street luge, like, division. Yeah, that's crazy. So they lay down on the board, and they're just, like, romping by each other. How fast, yeah. how fast are they going right there? Well, so, luges can usually go a little faster than skaters, because they have, like, better aerodynamics. <laughs> um, nice. So... So, like, at Killington, yeah, the top speed on a skateboard was just under 70, but Luge went 83. So, it's like, there's definite, they can definitely go faster. <laughs> That's so fast. Fuck, that. It's, fa it's fast as hell. Like, driving down that car, I, I tried to just, like, simulate the speed, like, driving down in a car. I was like, all right, I'm going to see, because I've skated down this road at 60. I'm going to see what it feels like at 60 in a car. It is terrifying. You get to 50, you're like, nope, nope, hit the brakes, call it off. Yeah, dude, do this. that seems terrifying to me. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's pretty intense. It's it's just like, man, it's it's a lot of fun. And if you're wearing, like, the right protective gear, you got your leather suit on, your full-face helmet, your slide gloves, there's a lot of the thousand hay bales. Like, <laughs> you can definitely get hurt, but it's, it's, it's hard to get badly hurt unless you fall somewhere super weird or the organizer didn't put out the right safety equipment. Street Luge is like Mario Kart for adults in real life. It is. We joke that it's kind of <laughs> like what people people who downhill skateboard once they get old or like overweight. I'm they in. Graduate. I'm in. They graduate. Yeah, they graduate to luge because it's like you just lie down and hang out, <laughs> get a beer on your belly and just like, <laughs> send it. Yeah. yeah, you just you just like we call it street, street lounge. <laughs> <laughs> That's the contest right there. Yeah, yeah, but it looks fun. Like I, once I get too old and brittle, I'll probably start lying down on my board and be like, "All right, this is me now. This, this is what I do." No, but this looks reckless because like they're going down a bumpy ass road and those. Bales oh, of yeah. hay. If you hit those bales of hay at that speed, you're gonna fuck your leg up or spin out. For and sure. Like, it's For sure. That's a, that's the scary thing about luge. Like on a, uh, we can kind of ditch off our board. Like it's rare to fall off your downhill board completely unexpectedly. Like you can usually tell. Like oh shit, I'm going too fast for this corner, or like I'm gonna get crashed out. You, you can kind of prepare, brace yourself, and like slide off your board and and like brace for impacts. But luge. You can't like ditch your luge. You're 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 stuck to it. You <laughs> it's like jumping off. out of your car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good it's luck. Like, jumping out of a, like if you're sledding on a toboggan going fast, like <laughs> you can roll out of that thing, but you don't want to roll out of a luge at seventy. So this dude's about to like, do a hundred. That's what it says. Oh like, my god, right they're claiming a hundred on this. Is yeah. there a record? Top, top speed. Top speed on luge is for sure over a hundred. Top speed. 
on skateboard was just broken this year. The world record was set at like 92.3 miles per hour. Fuck yeah! <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. No, and that's, that's unassisted. It. That's that's not getting towed in. That's purely gravity wow. pushed in. Like no no speed assistance, just gravity. That's so, insane. Gone. That's and insane. Luge, Luge went like a hundred. I don't know, 102 or something. You mean to tell me they didn't put this in the Olympics before street... Uh, I, I'm not going to even say street skateboarding because it's skate park skateboarding, right? Yeah, it's park, park skating. Park yeah. boarding. Honestly, yeah. I think... I mean, that's sort of what I was saying when we just started talking about this topic. Like, I think this makes more sense for the Olympics because this is more like sports. You know, it's like yeah. there's a start line, a finish line. There's objective ways to enforce the rules there are rules to be enforced in the first place. Like, there are no rules in street skating and park skating. It's just, like, do cool shit, but how does, like, who are the judges? Who decides only, what's cool? The only rule is to break the rules. Right. And who gets to decide, like, that massive frontside flip was cooler than that dude's shitty-looking 900? Like, yes. you know, it's, it's, um, it's hard. 900, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, like, kind of exaggerating, but it gets crazy with the spin to win. Once you start... Yeah. incentivizing spins over like technical difficulty over style people just go crazy and that's what they train for and all of a sudden the 12 year olds you know doing 1080s and everyone's like uh this isn't really what I want to be doing yeah dude you know? so that's so crazy yeah. with the fucking longboards dude he's like see how he's standing he's standing like with his feet facing forward you know like when I'm riding my skateboard I get sideways so my foot's across the board and I yeah. can carve this dude's standing like with his feet yeah, no, straight. The downhill, like, speed tuck sort of stance, your your front foot's pretty much, like, 45 degrees angled forward, and your back foot's almost, like, I don't know, 70 degrees? It's, like, very much pointed forward. Yeah, 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 it is. That's fucking But crazy. then when you're, when you're cornering, you sort of point your feet a little more sideways so that you can have weight over both of your edges. <clears throat> so you kind of, <clears throat> like, the feet are pointed forward, when you're tucking, and then a little less forward for, for cornering. Okay, I see. Yeah, he's, like, adjusting his feet right here. Dude, yeah. this is insane. He's flying, standing up like that. If he fell off right now, limbs are coming off, right, KK? So. Dude, it's so funny reading, the, <laughs> like, the comment sections on these videos. People are like, one little pebble is all it would take. He'd be, he'd hit. That's like, dude. Soft just, wheels. Like, he's going to be going over that thing. Any, it's amazing how, what you can roll over at that speed with big wheels. Like it's really hard to stop the board. You'd have to hit like a tree or a massive boulder. This, like little pe pebbles and shit. Just like they just they just skitter out of the way. Yeah, this guy's had got speed wobble a few times and almost died. It's pretty reckless. There's like cars yeah. passing him and shit. If you um, the video of me hitting Killington, I I, I think I hit like sixty. 364 and I definitely got some speed wobbles but I managed to tame them which was nice I was I was thankful for that this guy's just insane because there's cars right so like what if a car just came out of the sideways like you're pretty much just fucked yeah, yeah you just die that's it what do you do yeah you're pretty much just fucked yeah that's the problem <laughs> with downhill skateboarding so like street skating park skating there are all these skate parks where it's legal and safe and like a, a condoned area to, to participate like that's it's built for that whereas to get good at downhill, like your only options are to skate open roads and to skate open roads or to go to events. And events are expensive and they're intimidating if you're a noob. And then open roads are intimidating because if you're new to it, then you're maybe going to hit a car and like <laughs> die. So 
Yeah. So that's like, <laughs> I think that's, I sort of mentioned that the, the longboard scene has been kind of shrinking a bit over the years. And I think it's, that's the main reason why. Like, there's no safe, reliable place to do it. And the hills that are safe become popular. And once they become too popular, the residents get mad and then it becomes illegal there and people get ticketed. So like spots get good and then they get blown. And then it's just like this shuffling around of like, where do we get to skate that's safe that we won't get bothered by the cops and that you won't, that's not highly trafficked with oncoming, you know, cars. Yeah. So there's really, it's, it's like, it's this inherent limitation to the whole scene so that's why I, I believe so much in the value of events because events are the only way that I can confidently offer a safe experience where we minimize the risk. There's no cars on the track. There's hay bales in front of all the scary shit. And there's a truck to bring you back to the top. You don't have to have your friend shuttle you or hitchhike or whatever. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Events are essentially our temporary skate parks for downhill, you know? Yeah. Um, there are only a couple, like, quote, downhill skate parks in the world where they paved a road specifically for that and it's what? not open to trees. Now, yeah, there's one in Kamloops, British Columbia, and it's sick, but it's still like a dinky little hill, and it's it's fun to, to dick around on and practice slides, but you wouldn't, you'd get bored of that, like, after, you know, the beauty of downhill is, like, there's so much diversity. There's all these different runs. They have different characteristics, different types of pavement, different corners, top speeds, like, they all have their own redeeming values and you like it's like different skate parks like you probably like the team pain parks for this reason you know warside for the crusty you know diy factor you know the edge because it's massive and indoors and yeah. open year round open late like sort of the same thing you've got the hectic high speed roads the mellow you know neighborhood cruiser run like but the problem is none of those are really legal and it, you might hit a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, you can't be yeah. fucking shut up. But dude, he's got no shoes on. What is that fucking guy? That's, Put some fucking shoes on, bro. That's that's. <laughs> I have some friends who film video parts with no shoes. I think just to like flex and be like, yeah, I can do this with no shoes. Like, dude, I don't care. Put some fucking shoes on. You're about to lose a toe. There's a dude who went down the Catalina Island. There's a pretty sweet event that used to happen on Catalina Island, and. um this guy went down with no shoes on just to like dick around and then he got to the bottom and couldn't power slide enough to slow down so he, he needed to foot brake like that's the only other way to slow down but he had no, sh- no shoes but he like had to do it so he fucking foot brake the skin off the bottom of his feet and had to go to the hospital and was just like dude <laughs> like literally skins almost to the bone it was what? just a nightmare holy it was shit so so bad and it's like dude that's <laughs> That's why you wear shoes, man. Yeah, that's a fucking nightmare story right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. I haven't seen him at an event ever since then either, which is funny. It's like, I think he just kind of like faded away into the background. Yeah, he was like a half an inch shorter on one side. Where it oh, fucking man. to the bone. Yeah, platform <laughs> shoes, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucked up. No. So, yeah, well, I was going to say before, it's like, that's why, like, 10 years is a pretty amazing run that you, you had the, like, yeah. you had the hype to, like, do all that, all it takes to actually pull that off and to keep yeah. it going for 10 years is, like, I wonder if anyone else around is, is, uh, doing it or interested in doing the event. Um, I don't, I don't know. So the problem with the event is it's extremely expensive to run. Um, they're unwilling to have an out, out of towner kind of, like, 
there's this weird dynamic where they're willing, they were open to me starting the event because I lived in the town. I grew up there. I went to the public school, the elementary school. Like, you know, I was part of the community. I was running my own landscaping business in town. And so it wasn't like some out of town or trying to exploit them or, or like profit off of their community. Um, and it's, it, it remains very much not profitable. Like I might lose money this year, but, um, there are some residents in town who figure, well, why would he keep doing it if it weren't profitable? But I guess we'll tolerate it because he's a local. But if some some dude from Connecticut decided to come in and close their roads down, inconvenience their traffic, you know, basically be a burden on their infrastructure in the eyes of like the haters, you know, yeah. and it's from some profiteering outsider who's trying to just make a buck off of their generosity. Like, there's this weird resistance to it. Um, That's weird because those, you started it and you're from there. That should be the point of pride, you know? Right. No, it is the point of pride, but they're, I don't think they're they're interested in me handing it off to someone that they don't know who's not from this town. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, they they are cool with me because I've, I've been very, I've been investing a ton of effort just into the diplomacy. I have to send, you know, hand-mailed letters to every single abutter and everyone who's affected by the road closure and we... You know, like we, I, I, it's it's an immense amount of cleanup afterwards. We like go through, we we rake out the dude's mulch whose houses by the finish line. We put up fencing to block off everyone's property who requests it. Like it's, um, if I didn't do any of that, I think that residents would complain and then the event would be over. That's the thing. Like if if five people in town decided we don't want this and they petitioned to to oppose it, then it, it would be over. So. The fact that we've made it to nine years is is pretty remarkable. Most events end after a few because it starts off good, and then it gets bigger, and then people ruin a good thing. People always ruin a good thing because they trash the hotel. They they some seventeen year old gets fucking blackout drunk and goes to the hospital for drinking. Someone destroys the bar. Someone burns down. You know what? It's just like there's a, a million ways to ruin a good event and yeah. most events most events get ruined in their first five years for some reason or another or they lose money and the organizer says I, I just don't need to keep doing this so yeah, I do take pride in having made it this far and it's taken a, a lot of effort and money and, and luckily by now I own my own speakers I own my mini ramp I own enough of my own assets like I can I can run it on a, a trimmer budget but I still gotta pay Four thousand dollars to the cops, three thousand dollars for the buses, a grand for insurance, another grand for all the rental equipment. Like by the time everything's done, I've spent almost twenty G's. So if I don't make that back in sponsor fees and registrations, then I'm I'm personally fucked. So yeah, um, that's why I'm like, I believe even if I barely break even, I still think it's worth it for the good of the community to grow the skateboarding scene and support the. Uh, like the health of the industry yeah. but I don't I can't even with that perspective I'm still not willing to lose $5,000 out of my own pocket just for the like it's really expensive philanthropy so <laughs> I kind of have to draw the line somewhere <laughs> fair enough um, fair enough you know so yeah. so I figure that's why you know this year is probably the lowest budget I can afford to, to do it without losing my shirt and then next year go out big time like a lot of heads will come back from the West Coast or wherever they move to that want to experience the last Central Mass. And then that'll be, hopefully they don't burn down the hotel in the last one. <laughs> yeah, that's when everyone's going to be like, oh, well, there's no future event to have to be on our best behavior for. Let's fucking do it. 
it's yeah. a, running an event is like controlled chaos, especially a skateboard yeah. event because there's young people. Young people oh. are are random, you know. Young people, there's young people, there's <laughs> drunk people. There's there's people that are out there. There's all sorts of wild cards, man. <laughs> and they love to just make a ruckus. And man, it is it is it is. I've the amount of damage control I had to do is crazy. People last year, the hotel sent me like a three paragraph essay of how much shit got messed up. And they sent me a picture of a bathtub that was literally black. Like the whole thing was just black. And I was like, "What happened? Like, no one's, that, no one, no one is that dirty. No one is so dirty that they washed off and the bathtub looks like that." And then there was like a witch hunt to figure out who it was and to ban them from the hotel. And, oh, nightmare! And then, and then it turns out they were doing fucking stick and poke tattoos in the bathtub, and someone spilled a bottle of India ink, and that's why. The whole bathtub is black. It stains the tub, man. Permanently black. So, man, and it's just, yeah. Luckily, the hotel, we had to make some some adjustments to our agreement with them, but they're having us back, hopefully, for next year as well, um, if no one burns it down this year. So, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> nice. We'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited to roll through, dude. I'm excited. Yeah, man. I'm hyped that we're doing this, and uh, that mini ramp was so much fun last time. I'm hyped to skate yeah. that thing again. So, I mean, that's it's sort of. I think the mini ramp goes along with the whole theme, like I was saying with the downhill race, where it's like the three foot side is small enough that if you're a you know twelve year old who's just like cutting his teeth on skateboarding, he can have fun learning rock to fakies or whatever. And then the dudes who rip, who win contests, can come out and like melt everyone's face doing crazy stuff on the four foot side or transferring to, between the two like it, it still caters to the full um, like ability range so. yeah hell yeah it'll be fun last year it was really fun there was multiple levels for sure of how big sure. people were but everyone was stoked on it and cheering each other on which is sick for sure and we- people get hectic on the street course too you know just like <laughs> sending it to flat um on the the kicker just like you know 80s old school style and the rainbow rail which is just a mess but hilarious to watch yeah and, um, it's a little reckless it's fun though it's just yeah like <laughs> the fact that you can ride onto it means a lot of people who probably are not qualified or are trying <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome but, though everyone yeah, made it but, out alive <laughs> yeah but then the people who are good are like lip sliding it doing crazy you know like spins off of it that's sick. Yeah, me, me and Kevin were just doing, this whole week we've been doing uh, skate camp at the edge. Sick. It's been sick. We've had like, what, eight kids? You think? Yeah. Eight. Yeah, sick. Is it like for a week long? Like how long's their camp yeah, session? Yeah, nine to noon <coughs> from Tuesday to Friday. Sick. Yeah, it's pretty sick. I usually get there early. Like last few days I woke up early and got there and just like stretched outside <laughs> for a while because I was yeah. like feeling every bit of 35, you know? I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. Just like, kids are running me around. <laughs> trying to stretch it all out. I'm like, this has got to go somewhere. <laughs> like Anthony, we can't keep stretching. You're like, shut up, stretch. <laughs> I know, but we've oh, been man. we've been skating a bunch though. It's been awesome. Like they've been killing oh, yeah. it. It's been rad, dude. It's sick to hang yeah. out with all the different kids in the different level. It's hard when you have a lot of people. And some are at, like, beginners, and some are, like, just autonomous, you know? Like, having kids yep. that need attention, whereas other kids are more just, like, going at it. That's, like, a little weird dynamic, but... Well, yeah, because you feel like people are getting different value out of their entry, or their, like, their their fee, you know? And uh, yeah, it's like trying to pull them together, you know? Which is hard, you know? 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you got to keep everyone happy. And uh, man, I was feeling old today. Like the sides of the race hill and the slide jam hill, there's like a lot of overgrowth that the Department of Public Works usually trims back so that people can walk up the road without like having to walk in the road. Yeah. But this year they, they didn't think they were going to be able to trim it in time. And I was like, shit, well, we really need it to be trimmed. I still have my landscape, you know, like my my brush cutter and my weed whacker and leaf blowers. And I was like, can we just do it ourselves? And they were like, yeah, if you want to do our work for us, we won't say no to that. Free we're, labor. We're best. Free labor right and was, there. And I was like, tight, I'll go do that. And then, man, weed whacked for like two hours. And my fucking shoulder, it feels like I got in a fight, like <laughs> like a wrestling match with someone. I feel so beat up. And it's good. Today we had to get all the ramps out of our storage unit and then get the whole mini ramp out of a different storage unit. And it's just like set up all the fencing for the spectator zones. And tomorrow we'll do all the hay bales. And I just feel like I'm getting my ass kicked. But, you know, it's good hard work. It's yeah. honest, honest hard work. So. Yeah, for sure, dude. I fucking, yeah. I know the feeling. After all, you're like, oh my God, when does it stop? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Then and you I get see. that good day where you just lay out on the ground and you just like stretch yeah. out. And you're like, this is an amazing feeling. Yeah, no, it's cool. That's the thing, like, end of the day each day, um, like, I got a crew of people, that, the whole staff is upstairs probably waiting for me to eat dinner, but, like, they all show up, they work hard, everyone enjoys working together, and end of the day, you're, like, able to kind of, like, see what you accomplished and, and then look at the to-do list for the next day. So there's, like, definite, it's gratifying, you know, and everyone kind of enjoys contributing, so yeah, it's cool. That's right, man. Well, fuck yeah, Mike. Uh... Anything else? Shall we leave the people? I think we can leave them. I'll send you the links to include, but yeah, everything important is on the event website, skatecentralma.com, that has like the flyer, the promo video, the schedule, the location, the parking, hotel, like everything is in the, the top left corner. There's a drop down menu, so that's pretty helpful. The interns um, got, the interns already got it. Intern is on it. KK, thank you. Got you. Um, <laughs> And so I'll send you that, and the promo video is right on the homepage. Um, we've got all the sponsors listed on there. There's a volunteer forum for people who want to just work the event, but we've already got a pretty solid squad. Um, there's an FAQ for, like, people who are listening to this might have no idea, like, what this, what any of this means. So there's, like, a frequently asked questions that kind of covers some of the ground rules and basics. Um, so, yeah. I think that's a good resource and I can send you some of the cooler videos from last year there's a media page we do like an open source video editing contest where we shoot our own media and then we put it out in the cloud storage folder for people to edit themselves and that that generates some really cool stuff so I remember you um, telling me about that last time you're doing that again yeah, we do, we're doing it again if you go to the media page the, the video by Jaden Lawler is the winner of last year's contest and dude it's it's like it's unreal how good it is you can um, pull that one up for sure yeah he, he crushed it and that's just like one of 15 amazing entries we got and then another 15 that were still good but like not finalists but it's just yeah it generates a lot of cool content and it's kind of like an ex inclusive way for people to get involved even if they couldn't show up and that's that's just they can all get access to the footage and they just make their own yeah. edit and then submit it exactly I put it out I, I published like the the guidelines which are very loose it's just like you have to include these logos um, it has to be between this length and that length and you upload it by this date and that's it you submit it there's like a survey form where you you just put your name in and the URL to your video and then submit it and then yeah we, we pick like a handful of finalists and then and then we vote on them like 
with a judge panel, and we also do a public vote where like everyone can pick who they think should win. That's awesome. So, so yeah, we'll keep that. <laughs> we'll keep that rolling. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, everything's shaping up nice. We're we're more ahead of schedule than we've ever been on the Wednesday before the event, so I'm happy about that. Nice. Well, we'll be there on Friday, dude, and we're going to shut oh, the yeah. ramp and hang out, so it'll be epic. Yeah, dude. I can't wait. Thank you so much for coming through and supporting the event, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to hang. No worries. All right. Later, Shadow. Later. See you, KK. Later. Later, homie.